I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Chris Panzer from PWR and you are listening to the SGP Podcast. Thank you for clicking play and clicking download. This is episode number 25. 25. Of the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. And boy, do we have a show for you this week because we have, we don't just have guests. We have our regular segments. They are back, baby. Spots and botches. We have our picks of the week and a brand new segment, which we will debut later. That's right. We're dropping something new this week on the SGP podcast. But where, oh, where are our manners? For the uninitiated, for the newcomers, my name is Stan. My name is Ro, and it's my favorite time of the week. And we, as you said, is a jam-packed show. We have guests, and I am excited for them. And not just that. Of course, we have to we have to give credit where credit is due. The SGP podcast team is growing. We now have a production team. Yes, it's now grown. Besides me and my boy Ro, we'd like to give a shout out to our resident editor on the podcast. His name is Rafael Camus, and he doesn't know how to take a picture. But he's gonna be, he's gonna learn how to put in a, a soundbite of applause at the end of his introduction, so we know at least he can put himself over. Right now, let's get to the first segment this week on the show. We well, this is a list of the things we like and don't like in wrestling this week. We call this Spots and Botches. Our first spot slash botch this week because we don't know what to make of this. But I'm sure you've seen this. They made an appearance as a tag team on Raw this week. We're talking about Adam Rose and the Bunny. And <laughs> the Bunny. Well, as at this point, the Bunny is more over than Mr. Rose. And uh, David the Shoemaker, yeah, the yeah. masked man, actually called him the Rabbit. The rabbit. Which some people took exception to. But here's the thing. Here's the issue with the bunny. The bunny is not just more over than Adam Rose. He actually wrestles better than Adam That's Rose. That's right. Maybe because, uh, for those who don't know, it's uh, the rumors circulating behind the bunny is that it's either, uh, depending on what day it is, what week it is, it's either Justin Gabriel or Sami Zayn. So they have a smorgasbord of actually technically sound wrestlers under the bunny mascot. And, well, it's only going to be a matter of time until we actually know who the bunny is or until Adam Rose's flaws are totally exposed because he wrestles next to the bunny. And I do hope that it's going to be Darren Young. That's, that's just my thing. If you're going to un- unmask the bunny, if you're going to unravel his identity, it should be Darren Young because he's been, he's been having a, you know, a, a go at Titus O'Neil and Heath Slater. Right, because the Bunny and Adam Rose are feuding with Slater Gator and given the history. Yeah, you need need to use the Bunny as a platform for someone to get a boost. But as is right now, we have no idea exactly what to make of Adam Rose and the Bunny tagging together. Is it a spot? Is it a botch? You tell us. What's your pick? Right, we're going to leave it open-ended for this week. Our first spot this week, though, and we kind of we kind of sound like assholes for saying this, but this is a spot. Roman Reigns suffering an incarcerated hernia this week is our spot. I don't even know 
what an incarcerated hernia is. Med students, uh, can you tell us what this is? Because I'm thinking of a hernia that's been sent to prison. I tried to Google this, actually. When I found out Roman Reigns went down, it has something to do with an organ's tissues, like uh, expanding or contracting. Yeah, it's been in there for a while. That's what I know. But right, so I they don't had to like, decongest that incarcerated. or something. Incarcerated. <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah, fine. Context clues, brother. I don't, okay, I'm not a med student. I'm a law student. Anyway... Uh, Yinya, it's been a good thing, and I don't kind of feel like an asshole for saying this because um, the Seth Rollins Roman Reigns match that was supposed to happen at Night of Champions did not happen, and as a result, we got a lot more minutes for all the other matches. I'm not sure if Vince McMahon is a genius that no, he's he was not. able to he's predict not. this. Not anymore. I don't know, but uh, I guess the good thing is, like uh, like Rose said, more time was allotted for the other segments, and at the same time, well. We were kind of spared the fact that you know the Rollins Reigns feud wasn't really going anywhere. Now that now that we've had some time to step back and think about it again, uh, you, you never want to wish any real harm or injury on a real person like Joe. Right, whatever Joe. But most importantly, it was right on cue for a return, a very big return. And that's our next spot on this list. Ambrose, Ambrose, Ambrose! City Master is back! Welcome back. We missed you. That one month felt very long. Right, right. And as I, as, you know, as most people do say, it, it, did, it did feel very long. It, it, you just kind of re- appreciate and realize how much, how important Dean Ambrose was to the operation. You know how much I appreciate Dean Ambrose? Right. I look up to the guy because the guy doesn't seem to get cabin fever. <laughs> he hid inside Hogan's box for over half an hour. And he hid in that cinder block spot for a good, what, 10 minutes? Probably, yeah. bro. That's something only the titty master can do. And that's why he's a master. And I know that Renee Young was very happy. I'm sure her... You know what? I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> she was very happy. It, she came on She came on right after Titty Master came back. And you can tell. There was an extra sparkle on her face. My konting tamis. Damn. That Renee and Titty Master action. All right. Next, uh, next item on our list has something to do with the Intercontinental Championship. Right. It was basically hot potatoed over the weekend. The Miz won it at Night of Champions and Dolph won it the next night, which makes Miz the only person to lose a title the next night. Twice. He's a two-time one-day wonder. And I don't understand this at all. It, it depends on how you look at it. It depends on whether this is a spot or a botch for how you look at it. Because I, I'm still trying to figure out what the real reason is behind this hot potato decision. And, well, the only thing I can come up with is that it gets more heat on Dolph for winning it again. You know, uh, we got to give a shout out to our friend Anthony, who's also part of SGP. He did mention the possibility that Miz hot potatoing the Intercontinental Championship with Dolph Ziggler is probably a nod to the many flash in the pans and the one-hit wonders in Hollywood and in entertainment. But come on, I don't expect creative to be that creative. Yeah, and if that was the case, they would have said something. But right? no. But no. Nope. Another botch this week on our list is major players no showing Raw this week. Where the hell was Paul Heyman? I don't know. He was supposed to be there. I think he was backstage. But, but where he, was he? He wasn't there. He, uh, rumors say that um, Vince McMahon did not know or was not decided yet on whether John Cena and Brock Lesnar will have a Hell in a Cell match at the next pay-per-view, also called Hell in a Cell. Which so, is kind of weird. Yeah, which is kind of weird because that would be the natural course of things. We all knew that Hell in a Cell was going to be the next pay-per-view on the calendar, but they don't know this yet. So, what? Ito yung, ma- ito yung masaklap eh. Kasi 
normally when Hell in a Cell rolls around, you get feuds that are half-assed into the Hell in a Cell right. stipulation. And, and the mo- and now that you have a feud that is built to go inside the cell, it's so organic na dapat. You're half-assing it, and this is why I was saying Vince is not a genius because if he were a genius, he would have made this official last Monday night. And simply given the fact that you know, given the way that Brock Lesnar retained, quote unquote, his WWE which World we'll Heavyweight Championship, yeah, which we'll get to later, right? It would have made sense to have Paul Heyman come out there, cut a promo, maintain the momentum on Brock Lesnar, and keep the feud going. So I don't know. I I really take exception to the fact that Paul Heyman no show draw and the Wyatt family. Well, Hell, they weren't at night of champions. Oh, uh, well, they had nothing to do. They had no rivalries, no no real feuds other than the one with Big Show. But I don't really count that. So. Okay, maybe a bit better that they stayed out. They they sat on the bench instead of having a half-assed feud, as you said. So, okay, maybe I get that I can forgive. But at least, you know, put the guy on TV. People want to see him on TV. Yeah. So put him on TV. Next box. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go to the next box, can I just rewind real quick back to Dolph and Miz? After Raw, they had this Fallout segment, which was really, really good. You have to see it. And we have to give props to all the players involved. We're not just talking about The Miz, and we're not just talking about Dolph Ziggler. We have to give props to Damien Sandow. That guy is the realist. He is the method man. He, Method acting. He's, he's, well, not, he hasn't not, perfected it, yes, but he has come not, to realize his potential. I agree now with the method man. I like the method man. And it, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. I just want you to see the Fallout video from last Monday night. It's so good. Just, you need to keep watching all the way to the end. The beauty in it is that Damien Sano has had more success as the method man as he has probably over the ever since he dropped the Money in the Bank briefcase. Right. So and hope- he's a better partner than Alex Riley was for The Miz. Right, right, right. And hopefully this translates to uh, another championship uh, challenging opportunity. You know, if Miz and Sandow were to be a tag team, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, th- we do need more tag teams. And they could easily run with the Moneymakers or exactly. the A-listers. There you I go. You know, they can have those there names. There you go. So good on you, Damien Sandow. For, and I guess this spells the end of the Damien Sandow, Sandow Weekly Update. But this also means that that last spot was brought to you by the Aaron Haddad Talent Agency. That's right. Next item on our list, we have a six-man tag team match. But wait, this sounds very, very familiar. In fact, it's Sheamus and the Usos versus the Dustbrusters and Cesaro again. Do you do you find that familiar at all? Yes, hint? very much so. <laughs> no, for those who don't, who don't, hint, it happened last week and it kind of went down exactly the same way. Only this, you know, of course, only this time uh, the Dustbrusters were the tag team champions instead of the Usos. If there was any time for me to want the shield to come out and yell injustice, it would probably be this. God. But you know, you know we'd be getting that sometime in the future. Oh no man, I mean, you know, you can't you can't fault the six wrestlers involved because they put on a good show again. And that's something we've come to expect. Yeah, out of yeah, them. that's the thing. That's the thing. I I know that the reason why they had the six man tag again is because uh the these six guys can go at it and put on a good show. But come on, this is lazy booking. It's just there are so many other ways to do these things. I wanted Cesaro to, ju- to, to pick apart Zack Ryder for five minutes. How is that so hard? Kawawa no Mrs. Zack Ryder. Eh, he's, he's, a good, he's a good jobber, so whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah, then have, I don't know, have Sheamus come out, cut a promo or something. But that's how you keep a few going. But come on, to resort back to the exact same thing they did last Monday before Night of Champions is very lazy. And I can see right through you, Vince. Next item on the list, let's talk about Finn Balor. 
Who is Finn Balor? Finn Balor is the wrestler formerly known as Fergal Devitt, who is also the wrestler formerly known as Prince Devitt. So what do you think of the Finn Balor name? You know, when, when I first heard it, I was like, Finn Balor. Teka, para adventure time yun <laughs> No, I was unsure about Finn. Because uh, I, at first, I didn't think it sounded like a tough guy name. I mean, look at the character from Glee, diba? Sumalangit nawa. Yeah, I mean, okay, he's a tough guy, but it's not a tough guy name. But Balor is, though. Uh, according to our resident geeks at SGP, it's actually a reference to Balor, the Irish god of blight. And that's how you know how geeky we get on SGP. Right, so I, I do think Balor is badass in a fantasy way. Finn Balor, now that you say it, it kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it does, it does. Uh, when you say Fergal Devitt, in Fergal, kasi, that kind of name, it yeah, doesn't I, strike me as tough as Finn yeah, Balor. Well, maybe would. because we're Filipino and... Fergal does not exist in our, you know, vocabulary of names. Yeah, but neither does Balor. Yeah, exactly. But no, but you know, if I, personally, Fergal sounds ugly to me. But it sounds too, me- I don't know, too rural. Kinda, well, yeah. De ba parang parang too rural. Yeah. Or uh, hey, Fergal, let's all go out and fuck our cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Hashtag heel row. Hashtag heel row. By the way, if you weren't uh, if you weren't paying attention, thank you Pala, for supporting the SGP podcast for the last two episodes. A hundred plus listens, and that's really a big deal for us personally. We're shooting on you, it's a really big deal. And last week, if you didn't notice, I turned heel. Pretty much. <laughs> thank you Pretty for, much turned heel. Thank you for stroking your own cock right there. Thank you. But yeah, I'm uh, not literally doing that. <laughs> but we have to thank you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what Rose said, you know, uh, just to break uh, break our little semblance of kayfabe for a bit. We got to thank you so much, you know, for always always just uh, supporting us, especially the last two weeks. And uh, it wouldn't be possible without our friends from PWR. That's right. That's you right. will be hearing from them later in this podcast, and we are so psyched to see them perform this Saturday at PWR Renaissance. All right. And uh, if you want to be part of the show, just join us. We can't wait to see you there. But don't take our word for it. Let them tell you about it later on as we continue with our spots and botches list. Our next spot is another NXT reference. Hideo Itami finally made his in-ring debut against Justin Gabriel. And that in itself is a spot. Yes. And it was, um, it was only like five minutes, I think. But it, as expected, it was a good match. Uh, you know, Justin Gabriel is a good wrestler. Kenta, or the wrestler formerly known as Kenta, is also good. So they delivered. It was kind of slow at times, but I did like it. I especially like that really, really high drop kick. That was in, that was awesome. That was intense. My only complaint about that match, I guess, was how Justin Gabriel came out because he came out with this high energy entrance music. He was smiling, playing to the crowd, and then probably like not long after the bell rung, he started acting heelish. Like if you're gonna be a heel, you have to come out as a heel, like go all out, unless you're trying to tease some turn. But at that point in NXT, in the NXT mythos, it's already been established that Justin Gabriel is a heel. So that's 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 my issue with uh, with I guess the Gabriel character. I hope that he's not you know um, being apathetic now that he's not being used that much, and it's a shame because Justin Gabriel is a good wrestler. He is, and uh, he you know after the match, I'd like to think that Hideo Itami kind of made him look better than he did coming in. Yeah, he did, and well, not that uh, Hideo Itami needed to look any better, but yeah. by the way, I just like to talk about that. There, this is amazing that they're putting Itami. In a feud against a tag team, 
That's right. Diba? It's a two-on-one thing. And Hideo Itami is obviously the smaller man against the Ascension. But I kind of like where this is going because it kind of makes him look more like a badass coming out of the field. Really, really you kind of like where this is going. I like where this is going. You like yeah. that it's going to a point in time where they're bringing back Funaki just for him. Okay, may, maybe not that part. But I, I like the initial part that it was just the ascension against Hideo Itami. You get what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, he, they were trying to build him up to be stronger than these two big guys and the strongest tag team in NXT. The Funaki thing, maybe just the nostalgia factor. But too bad they can't other get, than that, too bad they can't get to Jiri because he's an impact. That's right. He is. And that's why they can't. But, you know, that's why they got SmackDown number one announcer. <laughs> Indeed. Next item on our list for spots and botches. Let's take two items from Night of Champions mismo. The first is a spot. This was the show stealer, and it quietly, quietly stole the show. You have to watch this if you haven't. Sheamus and Cesaro's match for the U.S. Championship. And no, no other words I need to say. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. Please. Please. And I would like to, well, fine. I would just say a, a few other things that I hope that these two form a tag team. Like King and Marduk did after Tekken 4. And that's something that... The masked man. <laughs> but only because I was published ahead of him. Yeah. But you know, uh, just the fact that... I, I've got to be proud of you, even though you turned heel on me. Even though you turned heel on me, I have to be proud of the fact. Now, you know, you got that out there first. Because I kind of agree, you know, yeah, that kind of sounds like something compelling, you know, like moving right. forward. But yeah, the Wait, where, did I, where did I get it out on? Uh, you got it out on... Somewhere. Right, somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere where you and I talk on social media. That's right, on Twitter. I got it on Twitter. Seamus and Cesaro, a huge, huge, huge spot on this week's Spots and Botches list. And the last, we have to say something about Seth Rollins and his, well, his attempt at a cash-in. Well, okay, a lot of people are strongly against this. And I kind of understand why. I say it's a DQ finish to a big title match. And... Yeah, it's uh, indefinite finishes are not a good thing. It, ideally, by itself, they're not a good thing. But I think that this was a good, a good thing to happen to them because, personally, I didn't want to see this Brock Cena feud end right then and there. Because if it did, uh, if someone won cleanly, it would have ended. And at this point, we're not ready to have, um, we're not ready to move on or for Brock to move on to a new challenger. Because, as you said, our boy Joe has had a hernia and it will be out for the next six to eight weeks. I was going to say, you know, problem is, Papi, you can't move on. Eh. <laughs> Gago. <laughs> Gago. No, but seriously, though, um, I, I, I appreciated how this finish went down. Like, I know that there's, an, there's a camp out there that argued against what Seth Rollins did, but I liked how it maintained the status quo. It maintained how yeah. Brock Lesnar is still the champion, but you also maintain John Cena's credibility. And at the same time, you now throw in a wrench in the plans of these two contenders when you introduce the volatile and unpredictable predictable element that's Seth Rollins. Right. Because um okay, this is what the Seth Rollins attempted cash in did. It created three different things. First, it created a new um you know, it, it moved Seth Rollins up as a heel. And we do need more people up there in the upper mid card made event uh tiers, right? Right. Okay. And that's one. That's one. Two it kept the Brock Cena feud going for uh, a better match at Hell in a Cell, which needs to happen, by the way. And it, it you know, it, it kind of goes there organically as well. And three? Three, this is the most important. Now that Seth is fucking with Brock and Cena, 
that leaves Dean to mess with the authority even more. And either a feud with Orton or a feud with Triple H would do well for Dean. Here's something that I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but here's something that I that, that caught my eye. What Seth did also kind of ends the uneasy alliance between the Authority and Paul Heyman. Well, that's if Heyman addresses it as such, and that's and, if uh, the Authority disowns or you know distances its, distances itself from what Seth did. Here's the thing. I was actually expecting Paul Heyman to call that out. Exactly. Right? Uh, me too. And but that's why I beat in Tayo. That's right. why I beat in Tayo. But at the end of the day, if I had to rate Seth's cash in, if I had to evaluate that as either a spot or a botch, I would probably say that it was a spot just because it created additional layers to the story. And from the point of view of a storyteller, I appreciated that. Ako, I, I loved it. Um, maybe because I loved the fact that Brock Cena 2 or 3, sorry, 3, this is the third match, was much better than what happened at SummerSlam. I know we were all entertained by the glorified squash, but Cena actually fighting back this time is much more entertaining. And it's compelling. I think, I think we have to agree with that. Yeah, we do. I, I do agree with you on that. And, it's and much more compelling. It was because I found it more entertaining that I did want, or I was grateful that Seth did what he did. Because now we get to see Brock Cena 4. And I think at the end of the day, like, uh, and this is something that we in the IWC, we as Smarks have to do often. Like when you take off your Smart cat, you just keep your Mark goggles on. But it's a genuine reaction way. It's just really more, holy shit, what the fuck am I seeing? Right. And like Because like, yeah. yeah, I was watching the, uh, the, the, the late telecast of right. Night of Champions. Sure. So it was past midnight. But you know, like... Uh, Did you know it was happening? Oh, you didn't know it was happening. I had no idea what I, was I, happening. I, I, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I was kind of surprised, diba? and that's when that's when like nagising talaga ako na holy shit, what the fuck is happening, diba? And that's that kind of holy shit moment. I know it's kind of contrived, and I know you don't want to see it in such a big match, but it worked. I, for me, it worked, and I thought it worked too. And that's why you know I I would I would rate it as a spot. I loved it. It was good. It was also a spot for me. No no disagreements there. But our friend here, Mister Editor, Mister Camus. Does not think so, but he does not have a voice here. So too bad, <laughs> sir. Too bad. <laughs> too bad for you. And that, my friends, is the list of things we like and didn't like about wrestling this week. That list was Spots and Botches. All right, so that was Spots and Botches. And now, as we said earlier, we'd like to introduce a new segment to the SGP podcast. And I'd like to tell... Oh, that was my phone. And that's that's probably a teaser uh, yes, about uh, what's to yeah, come. What's to come? So uh, before we get into that, I'd like to tell a story first. The other night, I was eating at the steakhouse in Mahati called Salt. It's a really it's a nice little steakhouse, really cozy. The steaks are cheap for. Para spinoso banila to, huh? Spinoso banila segment nato. Baha, why not? Right. So uh, they inspired me for this, so might as well. So I was eating at Salt. I was enjoying some T-bone steaks, and I had noticed that their soundtrack, uh, playing over the speakers, was you know yung ano yung mga acoustic cover ng mga ng mga pop songs. Yeah, I know that because I work for a station that right, airs right, that right. every oh, day. Oh, you do that? Every yeah, day? we do that. They, they, they chart. It's called the Afternoon Cruise, Monday to Friday, two to four p.m. on Mellow ninety four seven. Sounds good. I, obviously, I don't listen to the entire Mellow ninety four seven programming, but yeah. So that was um, that was. What I was hearing while I was, while I was eating steak at Salt. And I had a crazy idea. Do tell. Do tell. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I had this crazy idea. And I got my phone. I unlocked it. 
went to my messages app and started texting Stan. Stan, new podcast idea. This idea, and not new podcast, new podcast segment idea, wrestling theme songs covered in the style of Boyce Avenue. And I was like, what the flying fuck are you on? Let's do this shit. Right. So this is Bose Avenue. We so, have a predetermined yeah, yeah. list right now of 10 superstar themes. We're actually cueing our guitar right now. Our quote-unquote guitar. So we have a predetermined list of 10 superstars themes. And it's in a little roulette that we have right here. And we promise we're not rigging this shit, all right? This is all on the spot, spontaneous. And I'm going to click my little roulette right now. And once I click this, whichever name, that's a song we're covering. Or that superstar's entrance is who we're covering, all right? And we're going to have Mr. Camus right here as the DTI representative to check <laughs> yeah, this shit. All right? And I'm going to click this shit right now. And the roulette is spinning. And the roulette tells us to cover the Mrs. theme. Okay, okay. <laughs> Get the guitar ready. I got the guitar ready. Wait. I need to look at the lyrics. <laughs> I actually know the lyrics. <laughs> what? Are you going to sing this? No, I'm not going to sing this shit. Can you, can you give me a Kakodigo, please? A few moments later. All right. The Mrs. Song. <laughs> I came to play in the style of Bose Avenue. Awesome. I came to play. There's a price to pay. Time to really get down on your knees and pray. Say goodbye to the good old days. And never coming back, what your future fate. I came to play to get my dues paid. I guess you had a dream, but it can't be saved. I came to play. Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Right, so that was the first ever Bose Avenue. I know it's not perfect, but that's the point. That is the point. We're going to get somewhere with that. We are making fun because, come on, how ridiculous is Bose Avenue, really? Yo, don't hit on Bose Avenue. Probably making more money than we are. Yeah, yeah, they are. I, I I like how the guy sings, but come on, it's the same style. Every time. Anyway, tune in next week and let's see who we're going to be picking or who our random name picker picks for next week's cover on Bose Avenue. Right. And now, the moment you've been waiting for is the 25th episode of the SGP podcast. And we up the ante by bringing in not one, not two, but three guests from PWR or Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Here is our SGP exclusive interview. With Chris Panzer, Scarlet, and the referee of PWR. We have a special treat for episode number 25 of the Smart Gilas Pilipinas podcast. We are just days away from PWR Renaissance. They've been billing this as the end of the dark ages of wrestling here in the Philippines. And we're just so proud to have three of the members of Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Ro, I know you're excited as I am. I am very, very much excited for both the show on Saturday and our guest tonight. So let's cut to the chase. Let's move right on it. Let's introduce our guests. Uh, let's start off with the ladies or the lady in the house. Her name, well, 
it's something you're all going to remember from this day moving forward. She is the manager of Classical Brian Leo. Our you, good friend. Our good friend, Classical Brian Leo. And you know her as Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. Good evening. Hi, baby. How are you doing? Wow. Mm. <laughs> Happy. My God. Felix. Beauty in, in both physical form and in oral form. Oh, an oral. A U R A L pare. Yeah, we're just making sure, right? Sabi ni John and Randy, mabuti ang malinaw. Oh, kasi yung camcording, malabu yan. <laughs> I love, sorry, I really love this commercial, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel the exact same way. But before we digress further, we also have one of the faces of Philippine Wrestling Revolution. You've probably seen his promos on YouTube. You've seen his poster in PWR all the way from Detroit, Michigan. Please welcome to the Smart Gita's Pilipinas podcast, Chris Panzer. Hey guys, what's up? Thank you for having me. And uh, hi, Scarlett. Oh! <laughs> Para magpapakita ng gila sa gadang panzermonium. Wait, 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 wait! I'm not sure you should do that because I think our friend Brian Leo is listening. And if he is, then you're probably going to get your head kicked in, Mr. Panzer. <laughs> well, I'm ready for that. <laughs> but we don't just have Chris Panzer and Scarlett. We actually have an official in PWR, and he just wants to be addressed moving forward, at least for this podcast, as the referee. Good evening. Good evening. I am the referee. Well, thank Hello, you, Captain Mr. Obvious. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Referee. I'm so glad that we have an official to make this shit really official. I know, right? I was about to say the exact same thing. Now, let's get to know our friends from PWR a bit better. Let's talk to Scarlett first because I'm just so, I don't know, I feel so extra gentlemanly today, you know? Hashtag alam na. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett, uh, tell us about yourself. Like, where is Scarlett from? Who is Scarlett? Well, um, I'm actually from America, too. But I'm from San Francisco. San Francisco. So we have a Sanfo babe in the house. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, so what is the Sanfo babe doing here in Manila? Well, um, I was actually looking for a nice job offer. And Brian Liu actually approached me. And he asked me if I wanted to become one of the Royal Flush fans. And I actually wanted to be the manager. So I became the manager of Brian Leo. Wow, that was easy, Stan. I know. That was, that was so very, I, very I'm easy. Sure, I'm sure my friend, Mr. Brian Leo, had no difficulties <coughs> making this choice. And this is why we look up to classical Brian Leo. As he says, classics never go out of style. And that's exactly what happened when, when Scarlett made herself available as a member of the Royal Flush. Now, what is it about the Royal Flush that just attracts someone like Scarlett? Wait, for those who don't know, Pala, what is the Royal Flush? I mean, uh, classical Brian Leo was talking about the Royal Flush last week. And I think it was not made that clear to our listeners and to those new to PWR. So, um, Scarlett, while you're here right now... Can you go into what the Royal Flush is? All right, so for, first, before we get into that, can we ask, Muna, can I ask, what is the Royal Flush? Because Brian Leo was in here last week talking about the Royal Flush. He's been name-dropping it, but he, has, he didn't really get into what it was. So for those who are listening to us, for those new to PWR, can you describe, can you go into what the Royal Flush is? Of course, baby. Well, we're the best of the best, and we're better than everyone else, so I think that's pretty elaborate enough. I think that's all the explanation I need. The royal flush is a cut above the rest, so... Can I just say I didn't hear anything after baby? I know, right? <laughs> Dude! <laughs> I, was trying not to, I was trying to be professional in, in front of our, uh, our, our first female guest. I know. We're doing such a bad job. <sighs> Jeez, I'm sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry, royal flush. But we're trying to get to know Scarlett better, so... Okay, so... 
now that you're here to establish that you're a cut above the rest, what is it about Scarlet that makes you a cut above the rest? Of, I mean, above the rest of any other women, not just in PWR, whoever they may be. I don't know who uh, the other women are, but anyone else, any other women, woman in this country. Well, there's only one word to describe me. I'm glamorous. Glamorous. Mmm. Mmm, gorgeous. Mmm, gorgeous. I like that reference, by the way. Now, are we expecting to see Scarlett in the ring anytime soon? Because I know that you have your managerial duties for classical Brian Leo, but is Scarlett looking forward to an in-ring career as well? Well, um, yes, but I can't tell you when, so stay tuned. How um, long have you been training? Because now, now I'm getting curious if uh, there is a possibility for Scarlett to get in the ring. How long have you been going at it? Uh, in the ring for two months already, so it's progressing. It's a work in progress. Now, can you give our listeners a tease as to what to expect from Scarlet in the ring? Are you a high flyer? Are you a technician? How do you work? Well, I'm basically the manager of Brian Leo, and all I do is support him and make sure no one ever makes fun of him. Mm. Well, a lot of people have been making fun of Brian Leo. They've been calling him Cesaro and just incredible. Not only that, <laughs> they've been giving him a lot of shit for being such an, well, basically an elitist. He's been making points about how he's so much better than everybody here in the Philippines. I'm telling and you again, the man has a point. No, the man has a point. Let's let's give him that. But to also get a, uh, to also borrow some words from Brian Leo, everyone's entitled to have a wrong opinion. So let me ask you now. But Brian Leo has no wrong opinions. Jeez, man. Let me finish my question. I'm trying to get to a point right, right so, here. Yeah. Right? So, Scarlett, how do, you, how, how do you respond to this when people throw flack in your direction, in the direction of Brian Leo, calling you guys elitista? They can all fuck themselves. Shots fired. Hashtag shots fired. Okay, I know we're having a lot of fun talking to Scarlett, but we're almost forgetting that we have another guest in the room. Actually, we have two other guests in the room, but I would like to talk to Mr. Chris Panzer, Herr Panzer. Guten Abend, welcome to the Smart Gitas Filipinas podcast. <laughs> but are you actually oh. German though? Oh yeah, I have German background. So, uh, danke schön. Oh. <laughs> right, See, diversity. We're encouraging diversity here in the Smart Gitas Filipinas podcast. You're welcome. Hashtag SGP Cesaro. <laughs> now, uh, Chris, you come from Detroit, Michigan. What brings you to to the Philippines, and what brings you to PWR? Well, uh, I came here uh, when I was in high school, and. Uh, when it comes to PWR, I was searching on some uh, wrestling schools in the States. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, I found PWR on Facebook. Okay. And I was like, wow, cool. Instead of going to the States, I'll just do it here. Right. And, you know, it's a Philippine base, so it's all Pinoy. And that's when I came here uh, from Detroit, I, like, fell, fell in love with the Philippines. So I was like, okay, I'll do it here, and I'll just give it my all. And the rest is history. What is it about the Philippines that's, make, uh, that's made you fall in love with it? The people. That is such a dumb question. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That is such... A, it's, not, it's not a dumb that question. Is, no, it is. Do you know that that's what they ask basketball players when they come here? Yes, I know that because I do attend these fucking sports press conferences where all these incompetent journalists go out of their way to ding, rant ding, about ding, how, ding, awesome, ding, ding. how awesome somebody is before asking the fucking question. But this is a legit question that I'm trying to ask Mr. Panzer right here because... Were you expecting him to say, it's hot? No, I wasn't expecting him to say, it's hot. I was expecting him to tell... Tell me and tell us, like, what is it about the Philippines that you've come to love? Because you can say something about, I don't know, the culture or whatever. But if Chris Panzer falls in love with the people, there's got to be something. 
about us here in the Philippines that's gotten you infatuated with the country? Well, that is correct. Um, first of all, the hospitality. Uh-huh. I mean, compared to D Town. <laughs> What is it about D-Town? I mean, like, where's all this hate coming from, from Detroit? I got no hate for Detroit. I got much love. But uh, it's, I don't know, the people have heart here. The people have, uh, you know, all smiles for you. And the people want just just nice people. That's it. And we call that mm. hashtag Puso. You see it in, oh, in, uh, in Gidas Pilipinas, which, of course, we are kind of named after. And I'm glad to see that Chris Panzer, you actually embody that, that, that Puso. When when you get in the ring now, tell us about the way that you work in the ring. Can I, can do you have like some of the grit growing up from Detroit? Because Detroit is uh, one of the kind of the you know one of the poorest cities in in America. I guess to say it in a nice way, it's pretty gritty. In Detroit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gritty. So do you did that help mold you as a wrestler? Well, yes. And uh, when I came here in the Philippines, it's almost the same thing. Right, mga right. Pilipino, yeah, uh, matitibay. Um, Filipino, they don't back down from anything, and that's they keep right. on fighting. So that's it's almost the same thing from Detroit. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's the transition been? Like coming from coming from Detroit and settling into Manila, and then especially having to uh, get inside PWR and earning your stripes. How's it been for you? Um, it's. I can't say that it's it's been great. Uh, I'm still a work in progress. You know, uh, I just don't see my credentials yet. I just. Uh, I would like to see my progress. I just work hard on something until, you know, I see, wow, I, I got this already. That, that's cool. But I still work on it. I keep on working on it until one day maybe I hope I get to the top. Okay, so um, we have a question from Ken Warren who was on the show last week. He, the social media sinister Ken Warren was on the show. Now you've got a match against him at Renaissance. And he wants to know, uh, and we quote, what the hell is Panzermonium? The social media sinister does not know what Panzermonium is. So for him and for everyone who is being introduced to you right now, can you please go into Panzermonium? Okay, so uh, Panzermonium, I can't say it's a fan base kind of thing. Um, It's just the people who believe in me and I believe in them too. I get my strength there. Uh, To put it down simple, Panzermonium is all about heart. And that's it. Hey, can I just say something? Yeah, I think right it's pansophonium. Wow. Oh, what were you, wow. you know, that, what do you have to say about that? You have to love it when a lady knows how to fire some shots. Well, looking at you, I can't say anything about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is all she has to do. I have no idea if you're just trying to be a gentleman or if that's really your personality. That's all she has to do. All she has to do is say something against this person and that person cannot say anything because that person is looking at her and is dumbfounded. Wow, what do you have to say to that? I mean, come on, Panzer. You have to rep Panzermonium. What do you have to say to somebody who takes your ideals and just throws it back in your face to call you a phony? I don't think you're a phony, but go on. Well, uh, first of all, thank you. And uh, as a gentleman, I don't hit women or anything like that. So, you're saying we're weak? No, I actually think uh, women are better than guys. So, you're a pussy? Um, oh, well, I'm getting lost here. Wow. At the SGP podcast. Exclusive. Oh. Man, right here. Chris Pans are at a loss for words right now, and I can't blame you when you're in the face of someone as beautiful as Scarlett right here, and she tells you to fuck off. You go fuck off, brother. But in the Chris Panzer doesn't hit women because we don't have to pull anyone apart. You know. I know. And we have a referee That's here. That's my job. We have a referee here. Speaking of the referee, let's try to get to know our official. He calls himself the referee now. Good sir, 
How have you come to get to know PWR? How did you get started with PWR? What's your story? It's um, the same as Scarlett since we're, we're actually outside of the ring. We're involved. Oh. How so, involved? <gasps> this, is, this is getting juicy right here. How involved are you? We're... No, we love each other. Ah, <coughs> so wait, wait, wait. But you're a referee. Yeah. How do we know that this isn't going to affect your impartiality well, in the ring? Uh, put it simply, I don't care if it's Brian Leo. I don't care if it's Mayhem Brannigan. I don't care if it's Chris Panzer right beside me. And neither do I care if it's Scarlett. If you fuck with me in the ring, I'll fuck with you. A fighting referee. I know. Like the last time we've seen a fighting referee was probably when Brad Maddox yeah, logo yeah, right back. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is interesting. It's such an interesting turn of events. I like how we've suddenly got layers and layers of relationships in this podcast right now. But Mr. Referee, if I can call you that, let me ask you this question. What happens when Scarlett is involved and it's uh it's a make or break situation. Scarlett's career is on the line and it's in your hands to make that call, to make that decision. What are you gonna do? Brother. Well, for me, I personally think that Scarlett isn't that stupid in order to to fuck up a situation. If she wants to do something, she always does it correctly. If she wants to go behind my back and give someone a low blow, do it. And if I don't see it, good for you. And you're gonna allow that. <laughs> yeah. How dare you call yourself an official if you're going to let if you're going to let your relationship with this woman affect the quality and the fairness of your work? But it happens, you know. It Basically. does happen. Do you remember? I don't know if you've seen Mayweather versus Maidana two weeks ago, but um, Mayweather was complaining about Maidana biting his fingers uh, through the gloves, and the referee doesn't call it because he didn't see it. Hell, we saw Kiefer Ravenna hit somebody in the nuts just this week, right? Because the referee didn't see it. Are, are you going to be one of those referees? For shame, good sir. No, no, I'm saying that since there is a precedent in real, I mean, not real, but other sports, uh, why can't Mr. Referee here be the same way? Because you're supposed to be upholding the ideals of officiating. But if he didn't see it, it doesn't happen. And that's just not right. It's not right, damn it. Yeah, right. going back to my question, what happens then? How do you how do you try to make this work? Because it appears to me that you're compromising the ideals of officiating in favor of your woman. Well, you know, a, a woman is a man's first priority. But, but, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. When it comes down to a match, if she does something behind my back and I don't see it, that's not my problem. That's the problem of every one of the fans in the audience. And it's the problem of the people she's against okay i'll take that i mean you know rarely have we actually first of all rarely do we ever get to talk to referees rarely yeah, yeah. Do they have a voice. <laughs> hello sir <laughs> and the fact that you've got a personality in you it speaks volumes about well it speaks volumes about you as a person that's something i'm gonna have to commend i'll, I'll take that as a compliment thank I'd you i keep an eye on mr referee here <laughs> in more ways than one because apparently, number one, there are actually more than one referees in PWR. Hopefully. <laughs> well, knowing this, I mean, I love this guy. But hopefully, love for everyone too, else's sake, <laughs> for everyone else's sake, I hope there, are more, there is more than one referee in PWR. There yeah. is another one. I know his name is Matt Rojas. Let me ask you about your relationship with this Matt Rojas. H how do you guys work together? And uh, what does he have to say about the, your question? Yeah, does he ethics? know about this stuff? <laughs> well, first of all, he doesn't. No one knows anything about this, actually. Well, now they do. Well, now they do. <laughs> but it. It will not affect anything if I have to call a match. Trust me, I'll call it fair. All right. Now, tell us about Renaissance and your involvement, Mr. Referee. Which matches will we expect you to call? All right. You will expect me to call the match between Chris Panzer and Ken Warren. So that's going to be something. 
And Mr. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go sorry. ahead. No, 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 no. no. I, I, is there another match? Yeah. Right, uh, sorry. My bad. Bombay Suarez versus Apocalypse. It's a hardcore match. I'm going to be calling that. And you're, I, I'm sure you're looking forward to being right in the middle where the action is. You can imagine, yeah. All right, and so Mr. Referee, I have a question for you. Since you're willing to, you know, throw yourself into the action in a lot of ways, in a lot of interesting ways, do you have any plans to be a PWR superstar in the future? Well, personally, yeah. Uh, that's a fair answer. I mean, everyone, everyone in the business would like to be a wrestler. I'm sure. I mean, you know, in, in some ways, in one ways, at one point or another, they'd had dreams of being a wrestler, and Mr. Referee is no different. It's just at the moment, I'm a bit impaired. I have an injury. So. Yeah, tell us about the injury. All right. Um, I had an injury in football. Uh-huh. So I, I ripped my ligament off, basically, clean off the bone. Damn. So. That yeah. is sick. Damn. In the worst way. Yeah, it is. And um, so what happened was I need to to go to um, rehab for it. And uh-huh. It's still not 100%. But when it is, I'm going to put the whole roster on guard. And I'm looking straight at your face, Chris Panzer. Wait, wait why Chris Panzer? What, what did Chris Panzer do? No, he's just right beside me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Don't worry, I'm looking right back right, at that's, you. That's great. That's yeah. great. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Now, speaking of, uh, speaking of Chris Panzer, there's a question for you on, uh, uh, from Facebook. Somebody okay. wants to know, Chris Panzer, boxers or briefs? Silly question, but okay. Okay, uh, silly question, but we, we outsource this stuff. Yes, these are our <laughs> listeners. Okay, I, lo- I love that question. Um, you know, on busy days when you go to work, training, yeah, uh, I do briefs. On just chill days, I uh, do boxers, and any other day, you know, go camo. <laughs> and now okay, you know. I'm not sure I need to know that. But now you know. Thank you, whoever you are. God bless your soul. Now you know, dear question asker, that. Chris Panzer on some days likes to go camo. <laughs> we have a question for Scarlett here from uh, our social media account. Somebody wants to know, Scarlett, what is your last name? I think that um, the only thing you have to know is my first name. So. Wow, okay. So I guess this also discounts any possibility of us asking for your number at the end of the podcast. You should really try. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm trying here. I'm trying to be as connected to our guests as possible all right all right um before we go into other dumb questions from our weird listeners and this is me really healing it up i'd like to ask um everyone here everyone who is a pwr wrestler here or wants to be a pwr wrestler uh let's start with chris panzer sir mm-hmm. what is your finisher and or signature moves okay uh, i have a couple of signatures here uh my favorite one is the town piston so uh I take the opponent's hand, wrist lock, shoulder block, shoulder block. I do a wrist lock again. Before I do my clothesline, I shout, D-Town! Okay. And that's when I do my clothesline. Nice. That's how you rep Detroit. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I have the Panzerplex. So tell us about the Panzerplex. Okay, so uh, it's simply an inverted atomic drop. And then while I have him there, I do a back suplex. Ooh, okay. So that's a combo move. I yeah. like that. That's, that sounds interesting. It does, it does. And uh, I also have a signature. It's a diving elbow. It's a homage to the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels. So you're a big Shawn Michaels fan. Yeah. See, that's something so, that you and Ken Warren have in common. Is so, that why you're feuding? I thought he's a Ziggler guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can okay. tell from the videos. I actually agree. I mean, I kind of got that. Yeah, well, uh, Ziggler you know, looks up to Shawn Michaels. Um, you know, it's just like a... <laughs> 
looking at a process like that. Okay, okay. How so, about uh, how about Scarlett now? Uh, you mentioned training in the ring. What are your what are your signature moves and your finishers? I've got actually two. Um, one is the super kick, and the second one is the stink face. Stink why the face. stink face? Yeah, yeah. Why? That's an interesting choice. I mean, it's been done. Tori Wilson used to do that. Right. Why? Yeah. Because I'm sexy, and I want to make a point. Ah. I can't argue with that, son. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I won't either. I'll be want to argue, but no, no, I won't. Not, but Mr. Referee, before we, I ask Scarlett something, you have finishing moves that you are, you know, patenting and polishing. Aside from the three count. Yeah. Yes, I do, actually. Um, for, for the times I've practiced during, like, like fun, fun sparring, um, I've practiced a step-up enziguri. Mm. Interesting. And then uh, a spine buster. Spinebuster, which right. will lead to the enziguri. Mm, okay. Now, Mr. Referee, let, let us know about your influences. I mean, you've got, oh, okay, uh, you've got yeah, a yeah. different set of moves now. I mean, like a, an enziguri and a spinebuster don't exactly go together all no, the time. No, they don't, indeed. Right, so who are your influences? Well, Triple H has been a really big influence of mine. Uh, that's where the spinebuster came from. Every every time he would put someone in a spinebuster, it always seemed like shit was going down. So that's also where the questionable ethics come from then. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Especially now with his... um. His uh, behavior. Right, right. Because <clears throat> you always got to look out for what's best for business. Mm-hmm. Before I get into my question, I'd just like to say that the three count is the most effective finisher ever. 100% effectivity. Because it just ends the match totally. <laughs> anyway, yes. anyway. And I call it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And anyway, so uh, I said I was going to ask Scarlett the question. So you mentioned you've been training as a wrestler to become a wrestler. And I'd like to ask, did you really want to do this um, growing up or, you know, um, being young. Um, well, I've always felt like an outcast because I was I was just too sexy for everyone, and Damn. so you know, I th- guess wrestling is one of the best things to show your sexiness, and that's what I did. That's true. But I don't get it. Like, how can somebody as attractive as you be outcast? Wouldn't everybody want to be your friend? But no, I mean, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I can't see what kind of society we live in. Have you ever watched Mean Girls? I have, but... Baby, what don't you understand about sexy? No, I, I totally understand sexy. I totally get sexy. I don't get the people you hang out with because apparently these circles you operate around don't understand what it means to it's, hang out with somebody easy, attractive. Se- it's Jealous easy. little bitches. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. They hate her because she's sexier than they are. Jeez, this world we live in is like an extension of high school where you have to be defined by your archetype. Hashtag first world problems. <laughs> Amen to that. Ah, now, now I understand. I'm beginning to understand know- why you affiliate with the royal flush. Thank you, though. You're going to know it no Mean Girls? No, no, I watch the Mean Girls. I watch that film. I know Katie Huron and Regina George, all right? I know my shit. Okay, so... Um, you go, Glenn Coco. All right, all right, all right. None for you, Stan C. Anyway... Moving on, so you said you wanted to be a wrestler because it, you want, it's a sexy thing to do. So who are your sexy influences uh, in the wrestling world? Me, myself, and I. Okay. Okay. I think we don't need a, yeah, uh, another answer than that. We don't need a follow-up <laughs> question to that. But what is your goal, like, eventually? Like, you getting into this business, what's the goal for Scarlett? Like, what do you want to achieve or how do you want to be remembered when it's all said and done? Baby, to become the women's champion. That, that, that is a fair. That is a fair. No, that's a fair goal. 
And that was actually a question asked by one of our listeners on Facebook. We know that Pinoy wrestling has been around for quite a while. It's been here in the country's history since the 1980s. But to my knowledge, I know that there hasn't really been an established women's division. So I can imagine for you, Scarlett, it probably will be something huge for your legacy if you get to that point where you're crowned the women's champion of PWR. Let me just tell you one thing. There's no if. There's always and always for me. I, I'm all ears. I'm loving what I'm hearing. She's oozing with confidence. Okay. No, she's. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. You have to love it when but somebody comes in. You have to respect in. her. I am respecting her. I am respecting her by complimenting her on the confidence which she exudes. Now, Panzer, let me ask you now. When it's all said and done, how does Chris Panzer want to be remembered? Well, I want just want to be remembered for uh, the guy who put on a big show. You know, at the end of the day. People are going to be like, oh, so which match do you remember? I want to be the guy like, you know what, Chris Panzer, he did it. He capitalized and he just killed it there. Sorry, uh, Chris, I don't think anyone wants to be a pussy, so... Ah, man. Chris, that's another that's another pot shot at your manhood this Yo, time. What do you have to say to that? <coughs> bitch. <coughs> oh. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry, I'm a bitch. <laughs> oh, good thing the referee is here. Shit will not go yeah, down I, as long as the referee's here. Yeah. Well, just to make make the record clear, who yeah. are you calling a bitch? Oh, no, I was just uh, coughing. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I, I, I thought I heard something. Chris, no, me too, but no. Be careful with your words. It might just get you back. Oh, oh snap. That, More threats. I, I see the look of fear on Chris Panzer's face right now. Like, I think he's literally about to lose his shit because he knows a royal flush will probably be after him. But I, yeah. I know that you've got your legions and legions of fans who believe in Panzermonium. What do you have to say to them to put them at ease, at least, if the royal flush decides to put a target on your back? Well, uh, Panzermonium, uh, you don't need to worry about anything because uh, whatever happens when it's the royal flush or any other guy from PWR... Uh, they might put me on my knees to my last breath, but I will just keep on going back up and back up, and I will just fight and fight until Panzermonium has its victory. Now let me ask you, Chris Panzer, what is your beef? What is your issue with the social media sinister Ken Warren? This is also uh, your your cue, basically, to cut a promo on Ken Warren and just let him, you know, lay it on him. Tell him everything you want our listeners to hear before Renaissance this weekend. Well, uh, Ken Warren... I know you like to hide behind your iPhone, your laptop, your whatever you call those things. Uh, basically, you're a coward. And uh, when it comes to me, I leave it on the ring. Everyone sees it. And Ken Warren, you are a good wrestler, but you're an a-hole. And in D-Town, a-holes get a beat down. That's right, Ken Warren. I'll see you on September 27th, buddy. I like that. I love I, it. I, I like that. Yeah. Indeed, town a holes get a beat down. Yeah. So that, many, I, so many letters. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it can get over. All right, all right. I got an exclusive right here. Somebody just messaged me because I have connections because I am famous. Uh, you know, I, follow, followers more. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I have six hundred followers. Talk to me again when you have one thousand. Shut the fuck up. You're in radio. I'm not. <laughs> but I write on the internet. Anyway, I got a private message on Facebook. Somebody just messaged me. That's actually Mr. Social Media Sinister Ken Warren. He asks, and it's for Chris Panzer, obviously. He asks, do you have what it takes to beat me at Renaissance? Amboy. Amboy. Emphasis on the Amboy. 
Oh, cool. He took his time to message me. Um, well, uh, I just have to say yes and uh, good luck, a hole. I mean, good luck, buddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't have to okay. pull your punches. <laughs> <laughs> that's his thing that's his thing Scarlett a lot has been said a lot of words have been thrown around between JDL the Senorita and between classical Brian Leo now as Brian Leo's manager what do you have to say to all of these things that JDL has been talking about well um, we're everything he's not you can talk shit all you want but you know he'll never be us hashtag shots fired so okay we can't we can't uh, do this promo thing without including our very own esteemed Mr. Referee, Sir Ref, Mr. Faree. Uh, can you please cut a promo? Well, show up on September 27th at the Makati Cinema Square gym. And um, the door is open at 6 o'clock. Trust me, the show will be awesome. See you there. All right. I'm convinced. We'll take that. We have more questions coming in from our listeners of the SGP podcast, and uh, we promised we promised them that we will ask these questions on their behalf. So, Ro, lay it on our our friends from PWR. All right, because the past couple of questions were kind of kind of silly. We've got some actual honest to goodness questions here. Uh, so, we've got a question for Mister from Mister MJ Lapus, whoever you are, Mister Nerdy MJ Lapus. You kind of sound weird though. <laughs> anyway, he asks. What else do Panzer, Chris Panzer, and Scarlett take interest in aside from wrestling? I think that's a fair question because I'm, I'm assuming that they're very multidimensional people as well outside the ring. So what are you guys into? Let's start off with, uh, with Scarlett. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Lapos, for your very good question. It's an improvement from the last two. Well, um, actually, I got a hidden, hidden talent. Ooh, a hidden talent. Uh, Ooh. Let's explore that talent. What is this hidden talent? My curiosity is peaked. I know. Well, I sing. Really? So we have we have a songstress in the booth right now. Ooh. And uh, what kind of music are you into? Like, are you into jazz? Are you into pop? Are you into rock? Do you do R&B? Uh, jazz and rock. And I kind of hear it from the way she talks, the jazz singing thing. Yeah, you have a little bit of a Nora Jones vibe when you talk. Right, right. So right. I'm not surprised. Uh, do you actually perform in public? I used to before. Interesting. So uh, where can we... Is, are there plans to kind of mix things up, like mixing singing and wrestling in the fu- in, in Scarlet's future? Is there a plan? Is there a plan to mix this together? Like, you know, um, are we expecting Scarlet to sing the national anthem, for example, at Renaissance? Her voice is too good for these plebes in the audience to hear it. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're not calling. We're not calling our listeners plebes. We're I not am calling because I our am fellow fans. No, no, no. I am because hashtag heel row. No, 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 wait, 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 you only have a right, the right to call people plebs if you're making six-digit figures, my friend. Hashtag hero, I don't care what you say. No, that's not how it goes, but is the possibility of singing the national anthem in your future? Maybe the American national anthem. You're Ouch. Ouch. You're in the As a Pinoy, my Pinoy pride... It, it just took a hit right there. By the way, I'm so glad you didn't ask her for a sample. We don't need no Showtime Madang People shit up here. No, we don't do that shit. No, we don't. That's something I will agree with you on. We're not doing that shit. We don't have 5,000 pesos to give away. And I know that's something that <laughs> classical Brian Leo hates on. <laughs> she doesn't need, yeah, exactly. She doesn't need 5,000 pesos either. All right, let's get to our next question from our friends on uh, social media. Oh, no, no, no. We, we have Chris Pans. We didn't hear from him. What do you, uh, sir, what interests do you have other than wrestling? Well, uh, Tattoos, you know, I got some here in my skin. Uh, yeah, tell us about your ink. 
Uh, let's start off with this one. This one is uh, Mil Mascaras. Uh-huh. It's a luchador. Uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, That's awesome. So, he's uh, pretty, uh, he's like a legend there, pretty innovative. And he's in the Hall of Fame, I presume. That's right, yeah. Mil Mascaras. Right, right, yeah. mm-hmm. Inducted by Alberto Lario. That is correct. his nephew. So yes. you've got the mask of Mil Mascaras on your left forearm. You also have some ink on your right bicep. Tell us about that. So yeah, this is uh, my angel, St. Michael. Uh-huh. I, you know, I have this thing for angels and, uh, you know, and there's a ship from uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh-huh. Black Flag, and I just like the ship. You know, I like pirate ships. So you're also cool. a video game fan, apparently, because you, you like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, but this is the first game I ever played, Assassin's Creed 4. And but I understand I, you also have a tattoo on your chest, because if you've seen the poster of Chris Panzer versus Ken Warren, uh, you're not wearing a shirt in that yeah, poster. Yeah. So tell us about that tattoo on your chest. You, you have to show it to us. I got to take my shirt off. <laughs> yeah. I don't need... I don't need... Yeah, I, I don't need... I don't need. humiliate yourself, please. Oh! Oh! She doesn't want to see it. Damn. Yeah, but, but I mm. want to know about it, because our listeners, who are probably also tattoo enthusiasts, mm-hmm. uh, would probably want to know about the ink. So yeah, tell us about it. Okay, so it's uh, an eagle, a, a big eagle here, and I got roses. Uh, the roses represent my family members. You know, they mean a lot, a lot to me, and uh, they're close to my heart. I like how symbolic mm. that is. Thank you. And uh, how about the referee? What, what else are you into aside from yeah, yeah, yeah. mixing referee. it up in the ring, trying to make sure you call a match fairly? What else are you into? I'm uh, I'm Scarlett's guitarist. Mm. So you guys perform together? Yeah, mm. I used to play uh, professionally before. Interesting, right? So we have a musical duo. They're not just you know they're not just a couple in the ring. They're also a couple in the studio. Can I just say? That, can I just sorry? Can I just say that no other referee has gotten this much attention since Earl Hebner? <laughs> <laughs> Only I, in I the Philippines. Entrance uh, theme, you know. You know, this referee is proving it. It's more fun to referee in the Philippines. We have another question <laughs> off social media. Right, right, right. We do, we do. And um, it comes from Mr. Jan Marky Garland. How are you, sir? I hope you're doing fine. He'd like to ask if Chris Panzer would ever want to become a tag team champion in PWR, who would he tag with? Well, I got a couple of guys. Uh, first of all, JDL. He's one a hell of a wrestler, and of course, Man Brannigan, he can get crazy in the ring. And I would also like to go with Main Max. You know, I, I would love to do a elbow drop after he does his pison, and uh, maybe uh, come to terror. All right, so we have another question. I just saw another question from Mr. MJ Lapos, and this is really a silly question because ang ganda but it's for Scarlett, and he has a question for Scarlett. He asks. Do you eat Mexican food before you go into the ring? Why would you ask someone like that? Because remember what her finisher is. Right. Really, Mr. Lapos? Really? Stay classy. Really? Stay classy. You don't have to answer this. (laughs) Well, I'd actually like to answer that. Go right ahead. If ever I go against him, he should just try and find out what I actually eat because I think it would be pretty obvious. I don't know how to react to that. Well, I think, Mr. Uh, Lapus, that was an invitation. Of a sort. And I don't know what I don't know what Mr. Lapus will do because the referee is right here and I can see he's seething. He's very much seething. He, he's provoked he right now. He is not letting this shit happen. Yeah, he's pissed off. His woman is being disrespected right here on the SGP podcast. I'm calling you out. Sorry, can you say that again in front of the mic? MJ Lapus, I'm calling you out. This is an open challenge from the referee. See what you got yourself into, Mr. Lapos. 
And because he's a referee, you could probably be sure that this will not be a fair fight. It will not be a fair fight. You're a marked man, Mr. Lapus. Thank you for asking your question. Next question. All right, no, we got no more questions because that was silly and I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore after that question. Leading up to Renaissance, I'm sure that our listeners would like to get in touch with you on social media. So let's ask our friends from PWR, how can they find you? Let's start off with Chris Panzer. How can our listeners find you on social media? All right, uh, my Twitter and Instagram is uh, at PWR Panzer, and my Facebook page is Chris Panzer. Just type it in and you'll see me. All right. Now, All right. how about Mr. Referee? What's your Facebook yeah, do you uh, have Facebook page? Are you on social media, Mr. Referee? I am, but... I'm still going to make a new one for my fans. Oh, okay. All right. And how about uh, Miss Scarlett? How can our listeners find you on social media? Well, uh, my situation is a little bit tougher because when I tried to register to Facebook, it crashed. So, no. Ooh. Too bad. Facebook is not sexy enough for her. She's too sexy for Facebook. Well, at least, you know, at least if the fappening ever happened to the Philippines, we're rest assured that Scarlett will not be a victim. Rest assured, she will not be a victim. Ken Warren cannot leak her nudes. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to get at. <laughs> All right. And once again, let's have our friends from PWR invite our listeners one last time. It's a big show happening on Saturday. Tell us all about it and invite our listeners and our friends yeah, anyone to can, Renaissance. Right, anyone can go. Okay, so we would like to invite everyone to PWR Renaissance. It's at Plaza Fair, Makati Cinema Square. Uh, second floor, door opens at 6 p.m. Uh, we... They got parking, guys. <laughs> Tickets are available at the door for 250 pesos. And they sell water. And uh, I would like to thank our sponsor, Geeky Pinas. Geeky Pinas. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but either way, thank you, sponsors. And that was our exclusive interview with Chris Panzer, with Scarlett, and with the referee of PWR. So much fun. I had so much fun doing this interview. You know, just, uh, I don't know, I, I guess I had one of those BNO moments, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Mi eh. Yeah, it, and it's not every day. So, you know, uh, yeah, so it's not every day we have a girl in the booth with us doing the show. Right, so it was just a, a treat, an extra hoot for us, to, you know, just to, uh, just to get to shoot the shit with a girl who wants to be in the business and a girl who's got one foot through that door. Right, and of course, we let's not forget Chris Panzer, our Phil Am, um, superhero guy, <laughs> hero, not superhero, hero. And Chris Panzer, the embodiment of hashtag yeah. Puso in PWR. Yeah, 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 and I don't think um, I don't think we've had anyone like that before. And a referee who, well, is blatantly unfair. Wow, and he's, you know, he just came right on, right on here and just said it. Hell, the referee has more personality than any other referee we've seen since, since I don't know, Earl Hebner. I guess, yeah. Right. right. So uh, if you want to know more about Chris Panzer, about Scarlett, and the referee, come to the show. It's happening this Saturday. It's PWR Renaissance, 6 p.m. at the Makati Cinema Square. Tickets at two fifty a pop. And their sponsors, of course, we got to thank them, geekypinas.com. Right. And hopefully uh, nobody writes any long-ass Facebook posts or blog posts about our treatment of Scarlett. It was a snuggle with a struggle. <laughs> Which it was not. That's not, uh, no, that's not funny. It clear, it's, not, it's not funny. It's not funny, not funny at, at all. all. Damn, you guys. What the hell is wrong with you? Right? How, how do you fucking sell a shirt like that? Anyway, we've come to the end of the program. But as always, before we end the program, we have our respective picks of the week. What's yours, Ro? Okay, uh, my pick of the week is not so hard, really. Um... 
It's going to be Shameless versus Cesaro. All right. Now, we always bill Pick of the Week as something that you have to see. It's a must-see event. And usually, we base it on something that happened in wrestling this week. But right. I'm going to make an exception this week. Right. Because okay. if you're a Pinoy wrestling fan, this is must-see. And it's something that's going to take place this Saturday. We are being brought out of the dark ages of wrestling here in the Philippines. And I'm going to do PWR Solid because they, they're putting on a show that none of us, none of us uh, uh, saw coming at this point last year. PWR Renaissance, we're going to be there. Uh, if you see us there, please say hi. Uh, we, we can't wait to just get together because as we always say here on the podcast, Pinoy wrestling fans need to get together. You know what? I, I, I don't know why, but it's so, it sounds so cheesy when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I know, but it just does. It, it's true. Like <laughs> you, you know how the camaraderie is just instant, right? When when Pinoy wrestling fans get together, and that's why that's why uh, I'm just excited to just meet people over there and just uh, watch the show. I I want to see how hard these guys have worked, how much they've busted their asses, and I'm sure it's only going to reflect in the show that they put on this Saturday. Once again, it's happening at 6 p.m. this Saturday. Let's try not to be late. Try not to piss off Brian Leo too much. Right, right, right. Tickets are at 2.50 a pop. We will see you there. And with that, this is your reminder, well, to follow us on Twitter and to continue talking wrestling with us. We're on social media. Mine is at Stan947. At Rose War. And, well, you can also find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group where this shit goes on every single day. And that's at www.facebook.com slash group slash Filipinas. It's so easy to find, isn't it? And we have one last request of you before we end this week's podcast. You know, you've been showing us support, showing us some yeah, love and some listening love. to us. Please, do let us know what you think. Rate yeah. us on iTunes. Right. Rate us on iTunes and wherever we can be rated. Uh, on top of listening to the show, downloading it, telling your friends, sharing it, please do rate us so we can, you know, rise above the ranks. Let us know what you think of the SGP podcast. Leave a comment, rate, subscribe, tell your friends. This is how we keep this shit alive. Hashtag wrestling never stops. Thank you so much. We're going to be calling it a week. It's been a fun night, and we can't wait to see you at PWR Renaissance. Peace. This is Scarlett from PWR, and you're listening to the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Thanks, baby. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 